1: This is Karen, and I'm here with Alfred. Hello, everyone. And he is my husband.
0: Thank you for clarifying that.
1: (laughs) Well, it is the first show that we've done together. Mm -hmm. So today, we want to make the case against work.
0: Well, I probably want to make the case against work more than you.
1: What? Why do you say that? I'm against tell work. Us,
0: tell us why I would say that. Okay.
1: So when we started talking about doing this show, The Case Against Work, um, it really grew out of sort of a fundamental divide in how I look at work and how you look at work. Yes. And um, to explain that divide, as an adult, my view of work was heavily in Influenced by the labor movement, because in my early 20s, I started working for labor unions. Um, So we were often celebrating workers and celebrating the dignity of work. And a lot of times when you and I are talking, (laughs) you will suddenly say, "bah." Screw work.
0: Yeah, I will say that. I still say that. And I'm I like,
1: am. I'm like temporarily appalled, but you, I mean, you are slowly <laughs> winning me over. Ooh. But well,
0: let the audience decide.
1: So we get into these weird. So so we start thinking about the nature of work.
0: Yeah. So you had experience in the labor movement. So yeah. you were part of the machinery that that sort of re- required labor to have something meaningful about it. That it, it was it was important that labor was elevated to a meaningful thing. Yeah, and also yeah.
1: for the humanity of yeah, it it. Was, because right. under capitalism uh, workers right. are dehumanized.
0: So and and I will add that I was a teamster mm-hmm. and I was I'm also in the teachers union. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this. I support unions wholeheartedly. Yeah. I sule- support collectives wholeheartedly. I just don't think we should necessarily fetishize labor. I, I think there's this myth that everybody who's in a union is some kind of like socialist. And, and in fact, I don't know, I could remember being a teamster and, and being on a loading platform in New York City in the middle of winter. And I don't recall anybody in, around me saying anything that smacked not only neither of socialism or even just human kindness. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you it's know, it's a tough world. It's out a there. tough world, and it's a tough wor- and and so I mean, I I don't recall a lot of that. That I think we get the idea from like the 30s. We see Woody Guthrie with a guitar, and mm-hmm. it's like people are you know being they're espousing socialism. Yeah, that's kind of a, a ancient view. Okay, there are some unions that don't that do, of course, but yeah. but the point is, so Karen and I disagree on whether or not work should have any kind of value yeah and desirability
1: i'll tell you what i think that and this is really what the show is going to be about uh-huh. i think we are moving increasingly over to your side well so let's um let's try to back up and get into this in a slightly more structured yeah. way um so i thought we could start by just like what do we know about work
0: yeah what's the use of work
1: what's the use of work and so I have a few uses of work that I put in a list. Yes. <laughs> um, and I am
0: completely unprepared, by the way. Oh, okay. Karen has like 20 pages of <laughs> No, notes.
1: that's not That's uh, not It's
0: true. like a book there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, I mean, if if you ask the man on the street, what what is wh- work? What's it for? Um, probably a lot of people are immediately going to say, I need to eat. Mm-hmm. Right? So you need to earn an income in order to pay for things. Um, but I think that there are also some underlying presumptions um, about work that we sort of carry around with us. And you well, look like you want to say, else, something.
0: "Well, what else would the the person on the street say?" They might also say, "Work is I could get rich if I work a lot. I can yeah. I can become prosperous." So that's right. Like so that.
1: it's <laughs> a it's an opportunity for prosperity, uh, social mobility. And in in an id that's the within the discourse we can argue yeah. about whether that's actually true or not, right. but this is what how yeah. how we as a nation talk about work, yeah,
0: so there's also membership
1: oh okay identity right?
0: but identity identity is one thing like mm-hmm. I identify with you know as a p as a part of this collective as I'm a member a doctor. i'm a member yeah i but I'm a member of a community yeah i'm not i mean okay. that's one thing that people value about work, mm-hmm. I mean some do some mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. and what else
1: oh so but my bugaboo. My, this like to me, this strikes at the heart (laughs) of how we talk about work, does it? The moral argument for work, (laughs) yes. So, there's an assumption that everybody should want to work.
0: Well, you brought up the the example earlier when we were talking about this before the show. What is it like? What would it be like for you in the audience if you went up to your parents, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you said, You know what, I don't want to work.
1: So actually, my version of this ex- thought experiment—I <laughs> know my,
0: mine is like a, a petulant, like eighteen-year-old with like, yeah, I don't want to work. No, 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 stupid. that's not <laughs> what I was going to say.
1: So, actually, the, my version is yeah. not an implied threat that you're going to stop working. Yeah, yeah. My version <laughs> is you go up and you say to a coworker mm. or a friend, yeah. "If I didn't have to work, that's I wouldn't it. do it." Yeah, I wouldn't do it, and I actually.
0: I, I say this. I s- I am never I am completely <laughs> unabashed. If I did not have to work, I would stop working in 10 seconds. That doesn't mean I would be idle. It just means I would yeah. no longer be giving somebody else profit from my labor.
1: Yeah. So I've actually done this. I've said this to some people at work. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they sort of almost gasp <laughs> and kind of give me a sideways look. Yeah. And I think that that is really telling like what does it mean if you don't wanna work
0: well how, i don't know if it's because they agree and it's just embarrassing or to me or they don't want to be over yeah. conversation with me well, that, which true. probably happens a lot <laughs> <That's> yeah <laughs> yeah you're a much nicer person than i am and people know that I'm I, mean, not sure. I'm I i am completely i've never ever said differently
1: yeah so so back to the moral argument yes there's no question that in the last at least 30, but probably 50 or 60 years, there has been an assumption that okay. if you don't want to work, you are lazy.
0: Yeah. Except
1: well. if you're married to someone who's wealthy right. or you're oh, yeah. the child of well, someone well, who's wealthy. Let's,
0: yeah. Okay. We'll talk about laziness in a little okay. bit. But when we're talking about work, let's be clear. It's not about doing things to produce something, it's not about. You mean in
1: this bad and discourse? When we, when we say
0: things like work, I don't. We're talking about work that profits somebody else.
1: Okay, you've just ripped off the mask really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel know. like well, you just jumped ahead. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I'm, okay. Well,
0: let's just foreground it with that because maybe
1: it has to do with the social class that I'm in.
0: Yes, the Protestant that, that, ethic that's class.
1: That's uh, true. Okay, <laughs> guilty Protestant, raised Protestant. Now,
0: my right, we'll talk about that too. But so I'm saying the work that mm-hmm. profits others. Meaning,
1: yeah, but that's not what people are responding to when they gasp. They're not like, wait a minute, you're well, not willing well, to profit others? Yeah,
0: but uh, uh, I don't think they're thinking about work as profiting others. They yeah. think work is profiting them. Right. I'm a part of this work machinery, I, right. but I am getting paid, right? And so I think that, in fact, it's a sort of, I've said this a billion times, you know, your paycheck is the minimum amount it takes to keep you from rebelling against working in the system. It's it. It's, the, it's, the, yeah. it's a hush money. It's just a it's hush money. And so, so your salary. Right.
1: Okay. And yeah. T- you're using <coughs> your hand to go up and up, and I've heard this <laughs> metaphor before from you, and I really like it. But you haven't said the important part yet. Oh, I haven't. No. So, so if you're a low-paid peon worker, oh, right? You there. There's not a lot you can say out loud publicly to damage you the you company. You can't.
0: So imagine, imagine the corporate entity that you work for, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and that could be a, a mom and pop store, a mm-hmm. corporate entity. When you're on the lower paid scale, you're getting paid low wages not just because they think not this, that it's just it's value the work has less value or any mm-hmm. of that. It's that you can't mess up the machinery. What's the worst you can do? Okay. You might be able to shove a shoe in a gear if you show you're up looking, late. Show up late, but you are powerless to change or deflect or alter the progress of that machinery. Yeah. Now you go up a notch to what we would say the, the middle workers, the management, management. This et cetera, right? They have a little more power to disrupt things. You know, management can make productivity slow down. They can mismanage. There's a things they can do. So they get paid a little more. Mm-hmm. They're rewarded more
1: upper echelon
0: they can ruin the machinery they
1: know all the secrets
0: they know all the secrets they know how they have power they have the power to change personnel mm-hmm. right so they get rewarded a lot but it's all the same thing my belief and this is where we get to the screw work thing uh-huh. my belief <laughs> is that nobody wants to work for other people in that capacity yeah. that we are constantly have to be pl- we have to be kept working by threats of violence yeah. by threats of law by threats of social ostracization that it's a. Are, we have to be forced and coerced to go to work, mm-hmm. and payment is simply an, is just a dessert. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my basic argument on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I know. And you're <laughs> no, I
1: like your <laughs> argument. You say that. It's just not my normal that. way of thinking, <laughs> so I have not fully internalized I it I yet. Think
0: I, I, well, all right. So let's let's maybe go back just to just to. Share some just personal debla- insights, oh, a okay. little bit. Well, well, going to say
1: just to belabor this point a yeah, little. Yeah, we're
0: going to be <laughs> we're going to belabor the point. Yes, you know how I feel about belabor. <laughs> um, we, well, so our backgrounds. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I grew up really poor. um Full disclosure: I'm Sicilian. Um, both my parents had prison records. Both my parents had drug and/or alcohol problems. Domestic violence was rampant. I'm a high school dropout. Grew
1: up in the projects. I grew up in the
0: projects in a city. Like, so to go back to, we were talking about the Protestant ethic, mm-hmm. the opposite of the Protestant. Also, ethic by the
1: way, not Protestant.
0: <laughs> no. Cr- oh, I was <laughs> gonna say, the, all, the opposite of it, according to Max Weber, who wrote this book, "The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism." He's a sociologist, but the economic traditionalists were the opposition to. The Protestants, okay. the economic traditionalists—by that they meant swarthy Southern, and Southern mm. European Catholics. Hmm. In in that community, in that sort of worldview, work was a necessary evil, and you did just eno- whatever minimum amount of work you had to do okay. to get what you needed. You didn't mm-hmm. aspire to be wealthy. You didn't want to have to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, my point is, that's I kind don't of beautiful. I'm not coming. Now. I'm not coming from this because I'm some you know wild-eyed anarchist who just wants to be rebelling. Uh-huh. This, is, this is ingrained in my, in my genetics. Uh-huh. And I know this. We just had our DNA done. I know this and is ingrained life experience. in my... And my life experience just sort of bears that out. Now, Karen comes from a Protestant world.
1: A rural area, primarily white...
0: From a family that's families that have been here for many generations. Oh my
1: god, Mayflower, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> many gen like many generations of being on the wrong yep. side of yeah. history. Yeah,
0: yeah, and what you had, there was like a 100th anniversary of your family reunion. This year, Mike.
1: 2018, is going to be the 100th anniversary of the reunion, of the family reunion. <laughs> yeah, and I'm now the <laughs> family historian, and I'm right. very proud.
0: So, so, th- but to go, so you hear this term, the spirit of the Protestant ethic. We mm-hmm. know this is, and, and we know kind of what it is work hard, and that's the way, mm-hmm. but it's really because um, according to the protestant ethic god favors some and some are not favored by god saved we use the word Mm saved that there are some who are among the saved and some who aren't Mm -hmm. now the only way you know or could and you don't even know for sure the only way you could think that you're among the saved is simply because you are successful things
1: are going well things
0: are going well financially typically that's how it's translating meaning i i can support and provide cetera. Mm-hmm. the other thing is not just supporting it's that i don't i'm not ostentatious with my money i don't squander i don't extravagance mm-hmm. i i you know so there's this idea of that
1: like when when are we talking
0: about oh we're about? talking well, we're talking late 18th early okay. 19th century mid 19th century bef- right before the industrial Lev- revolution okay. essentially and and the us were the 1800s so conversely those who are poor who are struggling who aren't doing that well et cetera, they're not favored they're clearly not among the saved mm-hmm. now the thing is they can't really do anything this is the catch 22 and this is you can't really <laughs> like change it, it, this okay you're it's, you can't change this like you can try to work hard and if you're successful that's a sign that you're saved. it's not that you've become saved because you worked hard hmm. and so i can't really affect your salvation it's up to you. It's just sort of like a so, weird divine so providence. So basically, that it, in, God...
1: it indemnifies any like horrible factory owner yeah. from having any responsibility for how right. poor well, that's, their workers are. And
0: that's what happened. When they became factory owners... It's not up to me to create the salvation for the for those people. The, mm-hmm. They're poor. That's their status in life. They're not among the saved. That's it. And, and I'm
1: and, and I'm amazing.
0: And I I now I can't brag about this, of course, <laughs> and I can't say for sure that I'm among the saved. But it's, it's
1: looking pretty good. Likely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that idea becomes secularized, and we become we sort of look at the poor as people who are immoral. We look at the wealthy as being oh, they are successful. They have the bigger house. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can use all kinds of excuses to to cover up and sugarcoat what they're doing, but essentially they're simply proving to everyone else Mm -hmm. that they're among the saved. Mm -hmm. Now we don't use the term saved anymore. They're just
1: superior. They're
0: superior. They are successful. They are whatever you want to call it. They're Ayn Rand's, you know, fantasy. They're this there's these noble 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 people.
1: Okay. We should take a break. Okay. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Let's take a break. This is Punching Out, a project of the Punching Out Collective, and we want to hear about the struggles you face as a worker. You can tell us your stories by sending an email to punchingoutwayo at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and we're on Twitter at Punching Out Tune in and punch out. Your boss isn't listening, but we are. We're back. We're back. Go ahead, Karen.
1: I wanted to shift. So we have all these underlying assumptions. I think that the Protestant work ethic is it's infused.
0: Just, it's in, it's part of it became the prosperity gospel. It's it's essentially infused in our culture mm-hmm. that the poor are essentially
1: inferior people.
0: Yeah, and the, and if okay, yeah,
1: we need to come up with a strategy for vilifying affluence. Yes, we have. That to. That is a phrase that Alfred <coughs> came up with. By the way, I yeah, always I, steal it.
0: I, it's <laughs> it's my life's goal.
1: Um, I just wanted to point out that. Um, Everything is changing about work right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're making a case against work for a few reasons. One is that capitalism is just grinding everybody up. Um, And the second reason is that automation may replace even more jobs in the very near future. It's been estimated that between 30 and 50% of jobs within like the next. 20, 20 mm-hmm. to 30 years will be replaced by automation.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I will I will counter that and say they said that in the 70s mm-hmm. that robots and computers were going to minimize the amount of work we had to do.
1: Right. Yeah, so the so the, the hope
0: yeah, that's and what it gives us. of
1: the beauty of that <laughs> is that uh, people will have more leisure time. and They said this in the 1970s. People yeah. will have more leisure time yeah. because robots will do all the work. Yeah,
0: but do they really want people to have leisure time? Because what do they do when they have leisure time? They talk to their neighbors. They... Have fun. Wow, you
1: are jumping way <laughs> ahead.
0: You're Sorry. jumping way ahead. All right. First
1: I wanna point out some of the problems with work yes. today. Okay. Okay. So if work is for sustenance for scolding me. <laughs> if work is for sustenance, it's failing. Yeah. We've got people working who can't get enough hours at work. We've got low wages that have been stagnant for the last fifty years for regular people. We've got people who are working forced overtime in low-paid jobs and still can't afford to pay the rent or buy food. So we've got people who have too much work. We've got people who have too little work. Nobody's getting by. And a lot of people are working in jobs that they hate.
0: So we have a concept called alienation, right? We're separated from our labor, we don't and we know that. And you mean
1: we can't see the outcomes or we don't
0: yeah, we, work, we do we
1: something but we don't get the satisfaction <laughs> of
0: it's yeah. We're just we're just basically excreting products, excreting work. Okay. I mean, when you're sitting at your, d- even in the jobs that we do, which are fairly professional jobs, we don't really directly, we don't benefit necessarily from the work we do, other than our salaries. Other than the salaries. We don't have, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not, we're not at the point where people receive our services to observe it and say, hey, this is Thank what we you. do. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. The other thing that I want to bring up about is though, is workers. One of the problems with the, f- one of the reasons. That this is happening in terms of the the economy. And while simultaneously we know things are getting worse for most people, Mm -hmm. for a few people, a certain stratum, things are getting massively better. So much better. Right. Because the real economy happens there. The shareholders and stockholders and investors are where money and economy happens. We as, as workers are not important in that equation. So
1: we are not the metric by no. which they no. judge no. their success so or failure. Just to
0: go right. Just to go back to a story that happened in the last few days, mm-hmm. you know, Comcast w- w- after the tax break, you know, yeah, the Trump, Trump, big Trump, tax Trump, break. Yeah. So they're Comcast, gonna invest
1: it in the economy. The
0: benevolent Comcast says, Oh, we're gonna give a hundred thousand of our workers a thousand dollar bonus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hooray. Now, if you're a worker, you go, okay, great, I could use $1,000. But they gave 56 times more bonus, essentially, to their shareholders. Uh. Billions are going to shareholders for uh-huh. d- for, to help their dividends. Shareholders do not produce anything. They're not workers in the company. They're not laborers of that company. They are absolutely absent from the company. They are more important. They are more pivotal in the decisions that businesses make then the workers, then yeah. even and not just the low level workers, even management, everything answers to the shareholders. So that's the economy. They're playing poker together at a place yeah. where we're not. We're just the chips in the poker game, but they're playing it and they're the ones that are moving and the they have, economy. They have
1: almost nothing at stake.
0: No. And that's why when you see things like, oh, my God, we all know that things are getting worse in our economy. <laughs> and yet they say. But we're booming.
1: The stock market is great. It's rising. 26,000.
0: It's, oh, but you know what? You don't get anything from that.
1: And they'll underreport the unemployment rate at the same (coughs) time that they're saying the economy is growing. What could go wrong? Oh, they'll
0: say there are more people employed. What they won't say is that they're getting lower wages and they're getting part time work and they're getting less benefits. Right.
1: Or they're not even on the rolls of unemployment anymore, so they're not being tracked.
0: Right. Like so. they've been
1: unemployed for five yeah. years and they're not even on the they're not in the statistics. Yeah.
0: but if you tell if you tell some people that the economy is doing well because the Dow is up twenty six thousand points to twenty six thousand and they're like, "Wow, th- we must be doing really well." He doesn't know how the the stock market works yeah. or any of that because right. he's excluded from participating. Right. So he thinks, "Well, I, they're saying that things are good, right?" So now, what does it say about me that I can't do well in this?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so th- one of the things that. 2016 2017 brought home for me Mm. is kind of i I guess what i'm calling the spread of blight (laughs) so we live in rochester new york rochester new york has some of the highest um, inequality and the highest child extreme child concentrated poverty in the united states for a city its size Mm -hmm. and we as people who live in the city you can drive five blocks and go through three different economic situations for the people who live there, right? So the areas, and you can see this um, over by the university across the river. You see a a neighborhood that's relatively poor, and you can see the grandeur of the homes from bygone days, right? So what I think is happening is that that kind of, and not just in housing, is that the inequality is spreading. So it's kind of like when you see an old so this is for the oldies among us, an old film strip that is too close to the light bulb and it burns. (laughs) burns Like you see these little spots and they grow (laughs) until the whole thing is just an empty void. That's the blight, the spreading of blight that I feel like is happening. And that's happening everywhere on every count, right? So in healthcare, <clears throat> increasing numbers of people cannot afford their staggering health care bills. When it comes to food, food insecurity is reaching the suburbs.
0: But that's sort of the narrative is mitigated by the fact that we have people shopping at Whole Foods and yeah. we have people who are who have no problem paying for healthcare. Yeah, so they're the like fact, la yeah, la la, we're doing well. Therefore so I'm using the logic, yeah. If some people can do it, then nobody has an excuse. Yeah, and we know they it's have excuse. It's an absolute lie, and it's yeah. an absolute fraud. But that's the myth. It's important to make sure that people think that they could do it, mm-hmm. because then they can blame themselves instead of their bosses. Right. Workers don't blame their bosses for their conditions. They say, th- "Well, I'm. It's, uh, it's okay, my I'll bad luck. Harder. I got to work harder. I should have known, known. to... I
1: should have chosen a different career. I,
0: yeah. All these things. Well, no. The bosses are running the world. That's yeah. it.
1: And I think increasingly. It doesn't matter what kind – education has less and less of an opportunity to raise your standard of living.
0: It used to. But because too many people were starting to access education, education became more expensive. That That's a handicap for my success. I'm talking personally. So, oh. Having having student loan debt is a handicap yeah. on my success. So I, I traded. I have a high degree of education, but high I debt. have a lot of debt. Yeah. They made They've made education costly – precisely to mitigate the possibility that the rabble yeah. will prosper.
1: You mean they're trying to they're make putting sure the lead rabble weights. don't prosper? Yeah,
0: they're making, putting lead weights yeah. on their back and telling them to run fast.
1: Yeah, but and I would <coughs> say, even aside from graduate and aside Any, from undergrad, sure. I would say the defunding of public education... Of especially in the city is doing the same thing yeah it's like as soon as we have something nice you, there's a workaround yeah. to yeah. make sure that yeah. we can't keep it yeah
0: we want public education fine you have all want to have education? participation in education fine we're just going to make sure that the only people who have good public education happen to the people who are being rewarded because they happen to live in That's the so area much. where the where the lucky lazy rewarded affluent people continue to be <laughs> lazy lucky and affluent <laughs>
1: Okay, we're getting a little far flung, but maybe that's okay, um, because there's a lot going on. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. There so is a
1: lot of a lot going on.
0: Well, what about? So, what are the other things you were talking about?
1: Well, okay, so work. So, if work doesn't provide sustenance anymore, and it does not provide an opportunity for social mobility, and so sometimes the way I talk about this, I mean, most of our listeners know this, but just because one person is able to move up with, so, like, you have a college degree, you were a high school dropout, just because one person is able to move up and do well doesn't mean that that's an opportunity that's open to everybody.
0: Yeah, and and you know my stance on this, which is I only, I only, quote, unquote, succeeded after dropping out of high school because I was a white male. There is no other reason. There is nothing about me in any way. It is just that. I was given opportunities that, other people would not have been given. When I walked when I was seventeen and I walked into an art gallery to get some wine and cheese for free because they were giving it out, no one stopped me and said, Can I help you? Yeah. But you could be sure that if my skin was a shade brown, that's it. I would have been stopped at the door, why are you here? Yeah. Right? You, that kind of stuff. And you
1: said that all around. That you knew that in your projects, yeah. if another student oh. had dropped out, like when you dropped out, the teachers were like, whoa, 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 oh, it that's was, such yeah. a shit. It was like
0: a mistake. Oh, he dropped. He lost his way. He's he, like, by yeah. default, he should be doing well, but he lost his way. But and if you'd we have can, been African-American. If I had been a person of color or a minority of any kind or an, or an immigrant, people would have been like, well, that's what happens. And That's what they I, do. You know, I worked in restaurants in New York City and... Nobody ever asked me if I wanted to be a dishwasher when I applied for work. Never.
1: What well, you became a waiter.
0: I became. I was always a waiter. I was a host. I was How a manager. How did that
1: help? How did that help your success? Well,
0: because as a waiter, I leave at the, the end of the day with you know seventy five dollars in cash from tips. From tips. That's great. Yeah. And another back when thing I was doing. Another
1: it. <laughs> thing, by the way, which is disappearing yeah. under Trump. Yeah. Thanks to his new right. tip policy, that right. tips belong to the owners.
0: No. No. This is where I mean about the whole notion of the worker. We we make this noble idea that the worker has, pa- is collectively, can have power and all that. But the problem is that would be true if it were possible for workers to step away from the workplace to collectivize.
1: They're too tired. Th-
0: they're too tired and be- and stuck. They're
1: exhausted. Yeah. I mean, there is a, there Who is a, there that? is a fight for fifteen campaign here in Rochester, yeah. and they are absolutely and fighting. And, and they're
0: fighting. And they have to go to the, They have to go where the workers. workers are working. Yeah. At the time they're working. To catch them. To catch them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's not their fault of the workers.
1: Yeah. Um, you're hitting on another area of blight that I've been oh. especially paying attention to. <laughs> when you
0: say blight, it just seems to me like it seems like a slightly archaic word to me. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like, okay, what
1: well, blight? It's a Protestant rural w- yeah. word.
0: <laughs> Look at this blight.
1: <laughs> the the um, retail right yeah, so you, yeah. so i'm watching the looming crisis of retail and it's not that i feel like my heart doesn't bleed for retail establishments like <coughs> gap or old navy right it's that um th- that increasingly they're going out of business and part of that is cuz they mortgaged themselves to death recently and i don't want to get into the ins and outs of that uh, but it has to do with real estate development which we'll always circle back to as <coughs> the evils of yep but but it's I also have to think that it's because their own workers aren't making enough money to buy products anymore. Well,
0: the so point I, is retail. Point I want to talk about your retail thing, though. Okay. So you you see this as um, people can't afford it. it. You you look at it from the affordability of the worker having the ability. Well, to, like, I mean, the wages, wages are can't, low.
1: Wages can't stay stagnant, and people can't run into debt. And at the same time buy consumer goods. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I mean I'm beginning like to conclude that <laughs> capitalism doesn't work.
0: Well, let's go back to that poker game. Places like the Gap, the store itself is another poker chip. It's yeah. totally dispensable in care. the game. They don't if care they, if, if it closes. If it's at all. And nothing is and that's yeah, what I mean right. about it. It's not the equation. The corporate the always, win. The corpora- they, corporate they always wins. win. And when they can't win, they get bailouts. When they are yeah. when they're losing, the yeah. laws change. Yeah you know so you're this right. is it and this is what i'm saying about like work even when you work in a job that is doing quote unquote good things to help people mm-hmm. which unfortunately is pretty infrequent and as it's we know if you are actually working people who actually need it the most you're likely to get paid very little mm-hmm. at your punishment oh, how yeah. dare you help people the closer
1: you <laughs> are to yeah. to to caring for your job to caring for individuals home health aids ambulance drivers, the closer you are to actually providing care yeah. the less you get paid. Yeah.
0: So I taught I taught a class recently in human services and mm-hmm. most of the people in the class were poor. Most of them came from the city. Mm-hmm. They all wanted to work in human services because they recognize that it's necessary. They C- they see the need to help people.
1: Because they have hearts. Because they have hearts. Big they hearts.
0: And and I had to watch as we had guest speakers come in and talk about salaries and you know, uh, child protective services and they were like, oh, they don't get paid very much. Mm -hmm. And child protective services is as critical, close to like helping the most needy,
1: saving literally saving lives.
0: Right. So, so how do you help sort of foster this kind of social sort of good, so to speak? How do you how do you help encourage people to do those kind of things when you? You don't just deprive them; you punish them for it. Yeah. So to go back to the work part about why I say screw work, because it's very difficult to find a system where you get both the opportunity to truly help the people who most need it, mm-hmm. without also having to capitulate to s- to in some way, shape, or form to the affluent class, to the donor class. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's take. Let, I'm sorry to cut you off. Let's take a break there. All right. And when we come back, let's actually. I think
0: we're going to talk about some of the hypothetical post arguments about let's work. Let's get post-work. Yeah, let's work. get post-work. Yes. All right. We'll be back. You're listening to Punching Out on WAYOLP Rochester, 104.3 FM. Punching Out is a project of the Punching Out Collective. Tune in and punch out. Your boss isn't listening, but we are.
1: We're back. And I think in the last half hour, we spent a lot of time talking about why we would be post work pr- and <laughs> primarily we talked about how bad work is yeah. it's not delivering on its promises for the majority of people yep. so that's a really that's a that's a good reason to be post work <laughs> like to be we didn't talk a lot about automation i right. feel like that's a very sexy topic <laughs> that is it? um i think i think it really captures the imagination of a lot of people especially young people yeah. with the technology <laughs> aspect of it and the potential, which a lot of us have felt for a number of years, the potential of automating work and having more leisure yeah. time. But we didn't get more leisure time. No. With a, we,
0: we, we worked we worked more hours. We
1: work more hours or we can't get enough hours. We don't get any of the benefit of the increased productivity and lowered costs mm-hmm. of having robots do jobs. Yeah. And I know, like, 20 years ago, people were like, the Internet's going to democratize everything. Yeah, uh-huh. Does anybody believe that anymore? No.
0: So I let's talk about the case. Let's now let's talk about just post get work. Post work. Let's so just get post. Let's some go. The, yeah. What do people go. say? What do you? What happens when you tell people if I don't think we should be working? And I say that all I the think time. Yeah. Well, except I always qualify it, and I don't say, "Well, I don't think we need to be working." I said, "We don't need to be working in order to enable profits for other people."
1: Okay, so working for someone else. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, working with someone else is different than working for someone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll work with you, but I'm not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. If we're going to work equally together, we're working with each other. Mm -hmm. So, what's the what's the big question? What is the how will
1: things get done?
0: How will things get done? This is my thing.
1: How will things get done? People (laughs) will just be lazy. They won't be motivated to work. So,
0: so this notion of working for someone else's exorbitant profits, while simultaneously being led to believe that you too can also participate in this thing, is not. It's never been done. So,
1: except under capitalism,
0: and even that, even and that's very new. Yeah, what we're talking right about right. is modern capitalism news. So yeah. we have to acknowledge the fact that looking at what people did in history regarding work is not a measure of what the future could be. Okay. So, so there hasn't been a point in history when we didn't have a structure of labor, at least most cultures didn't have a structure of labor, most whatever you want to call them, large-scale cultures, right, where it suddenly stopped. And people had to develop means of working on their own, right? Okay, so
1: I feel like you you must have been in a lot of conversations lately <laughs> where people tried to tell you what the path forward is by looking at the past. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I just don't think you can make the case that, like, because that that go back to your question, how what, will work it? How will work it done? As if there's ever been a moment you could look back and prove that when in fact this system happens, work doesn't get done. Okay, you so can't what, okay. you can't prove it, but what you can prove over and over is that in times of need and crisis, people do work.
1: People come people together. people come
0: together and go above and beyond what's expected, right? Okay. So you know that from history, but what we don't know from history is what people would do if suddenly nobody wanted to work. Right. Right. But yet, so that can't. So our, it's th- not
1: true that people just won't work.
0: It's an assumption. Nobody's going to human...
1: lay on a chaise lounge eating bonbons.
0: It's a very negative and stupid view in my mind of what people are
1: of human nature
0: of human of that there is a human nature at all but that if there was humans oh, would just naturally default to being lazy right because, you know because humans all want to starve to death and they all right, want to okay. watch their neighbors starve to death
1: okay so now <laughs> you've given me an entry point so maybe we don't have enough of a vocabulary for talking about work because no. of capitalism yep. so so now so in the past people worked at making shoes because they needed shoes.
0: And their community needed shoes. And their
1: community needed shoes. And people grew food because we needed food. And there's something in modern capitalism which is overproducing crap we don't need and not distributing the things we do need fairly. So if we get post-work, if somehow we get post-capitalism, post-work, You're suggesting, and I would agree with you, that people will do what needs to be done.
0: Yeah. The question is do we feel like we have enough? And I think, yeah, I think part of capitalism and part of that spirit of capitalism is that it's never enough. It's Meliora. It's never enough, right? Ever better. No, it's the same thing. It means never never enough. enough. I know it means ever better, but it also means you never stop working. It means always, we're never satisfied. We're never satisfied. Improvement. Yeah. Right, and that's part of the myth. So c- the question, Karen and I discussed this before the show. Let's start with the most basic things. Let's start with shelter, food, and let's just go with shelter and food. I Do just, we I've have enough? Do we have enough was the question. Yeah, okay. I
1: just I want to flag that I want to show people wh- where mm. we're headed. Mm. You are now bringing in arguments that a lot of people are bringing <laughs> in about, I think you're going to touch on, about um, how our environment, the earth cannot sustain work as it looks like today but that but it's it's, sure. a, it's a meandering work. path to get there so one of the th- things you're touching on is that under capitalism we have planned obsolescence yeah. and we're using up the resources of the earth to create things that we do not need yeah. but post work we could focus on the things we need and hmm. actually what Make yeah. your argument
0: Go ahead. No, what, what, <laughs> what Go ahead What was I going to say I'm
1: interpreting Go ahead
0: What was I going to say
1: Um, We already have so much Of what we need Yeah That exists right. in the world so Physically
0: Let's start with Let's start with housing Yeah Do we have enough housing
1: To house To everyone. house
0: everybody Yes, yes. We yeah. know this in cities, and we know this in rural communities. If
1: we don't a- literally we have enough physical houses, we have the materials to make and
0: more. Right. If we didn't, if it were, if housing were not shaped by capitalists looking to profit, yeah, the actual production of housing is is totally possible and doable. Can right.
1: I? Can I yeah. just poignantly um, bring <laughs> in the um, the situation in Buffalo, our neighbors to the west, mm-hmm. um, where there's. Uh, uh, brutalist um, housing development that's housing low income folks and it's like a tank mm-hmm. it was made like maybe in the 1960s I could be getting my facts wrong folks mm-hmm. but um, there's they're they're tearing it down to put up crap housing yeah. that won't house nearly as many low income families because they're going to want to make sure they get some middle income families in there um, and there's one guy holding out <laughs> this week. <coughs> To not to not leave, he's refusing to leave. But it's literally how like it 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 would last decades. We can't. And they're tearing it down to put up cheaper housing because a real estate developer wants to capitalize on housing in Buffalo.
0: So so we know right. So housing, the housing problem is a problem of management and the will to not be greedy and the will Mm -hmm. to. So uh, look, uh, I've said this before. If we got rid of the concept of shareholders, if we got rid of the concept mm-hmm. of developers, mm-hmm. we would have a lot – all of this post-work life would be a lot easier. But let's go back to housing mm-hmm. so we can agree. We have enough housing. We have, we ha- we, we can, we have what we need we do, to make we can. more if we if we if, it. It, if the profit margin was not a factor, we uh-huh. could. Okay. So let's talk about food. Um, food can be managed
1: can we produce enough can food pr- yes. for everybody on sure Earth right can. now? Yes, we can. We, we don't. Know this.
0: We we know this. We um, yeah. and and it doesn't mean we're just all eating, you know, Soylent rice green. and mung beans. Like it's, <laughs> you know, green. yeah, we're not, Yeah, we have it. It's arguable, but what we can. And <laughs> let me tell you something. In cultures where where care and housing are not terrible problems, yeah. or where people have basic social safety nets yeah. for things, and they have adequate food and all that. Birth rates go down. Birth rates don't go up.
1: You're responding to overpopulation to This notion of issues. we don't have enough
0: food because it's overpopulation. Right. Well, that... All right, yeah, we have a lot of people, and we probably are overpopulated, but it's not unreasonable and not impossible to produce the food that we need.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Again, mm-hmm. take out corporations and profiteering, it's a different story. Yeah. Okay, so what else? We have food, clothing. Do we have... Can yes. we have it yeah. Easily... Yes. It's. Yes. Rid- and let's, go to, let's, take this, let's take a basic technology thing. If we got rid of the idea of planned obsolescence and we built things to last, mm-hmm. if your iPhone was expected to last 10 years, right?
1: Mm-hmm, or 50. Or whatever,
0: and our job was to simply produce the things we need to do without having a profit mm-hmm. dominant and a corporate structure and, and capitalizing off of that mm-hmm. and shareholders, we would make the things we need. The technologies we have the technologies for transportation. We have the technologies for energy production that don't require. We can you can use wind and solar. Yeah. And so, in other words, there the the mechanisms by which we can have a sustainable world are there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that stops them is the same thing that stops pharmaceutical companies from making affordable drugs, or the healthcare industry from the insurance industry from mm-hmm. making single payer healthcare. It's simply that there is a class of people who are ultimately the laziest bastards on the planet. <laughs> and they absolutely have to keep making a ridiculous amount of profit with very little investment in, in, in labor, very yeah. little work, right? That's yeah. what they do. That class is the single obstacle to the work-free world. Now, mm-hmm. so you're going to ask the question about work. Well, then how would it... Go back to how would anything get done?
1: Well, I actually do believe that things would get done. I just was giving you would. the devil's advocate. Well, so when in times of... of, of of, you've pointed this out. Like you have, you have a. You don't like zombie movies,
0: right? I don't like zo- I don't Go. like. Th- I don't like The Walking Dead, because the assumption is that people's first inclination is to be violent to other people in times of absolute, li- like world-shattering crisis. That yeah. we would be selfish people. And I will say, we, were, we have been. I just read this today about the most recent thing. The oldest um, Homo sapien. Fragment bone fragment found outside of Africa was found today. We're looking at modern Homo sapiens at being three hundred and fifteen thousand years. Okay, okay. three hundred and fifteen thousand years. We could not have survived if we were selfish. Yeah, we we're have. Not we, we're not tough. Now. You know what? We can't on our uh, by myself. A mountain lion would kill me. Mm-hmm. By myself, I could fall and break my leg, and I would be dead. Mm-hmm. Right? We needed cooperation. It's the nature of our. We are. Div- we are born social. It is absolutely mm-hmm. part of our necessity. So this notion that we would suddenly become selfish and violent mm-hmm. is insane.
1: Well, it's also it's not it borne out by capital. actual crises. No,
0: exactly. It's like not. when
1: there's a school shooting, people come together. When there's when a flooding, when people there's come floods, together. People,
0: now, granted, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the people who came together were the neighbors, were the people who were all suffering in it together. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we one of the things modern capitalism has done has prevented people from acknowledging that they're suffering in it together. And you say this point all the time. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. People don't actually believe that.
1: Yeah, I say we're all in this together, and they're we're coming all for down. all <laughs> of us. Yeah, they don't believe <laughs> they're it. They're coming for all of us, and the only hope I have is that we are in it together, and we do come through for each other.
0: Yeah, but again, the they co- they're they coming for us. The problem is that they're they the they mm-hmm. is the problem. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to do this. Look, the one consistent thing in almost every civilization that we know of that has, that has lasted in any length of time is that there are always peasants. There's, 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 always, there's always an underclass, there's th- and they're the ones that persevere. Leaders, monarchs, structures, systems mm. come and go. The, the affluent are dispensable hmm. because they don't produce and they're just lazy. That's it. The mon- <laughs> they, whether or not they were aristocratic nobility, whether or not they were they were priests or members of the papacy, whether mm-hmm. or not they were any special privileged class, all laziness.
1: I also have noticed that the 1% are coming for the 5% and the 10% <laughs> and <laughs> the 20%, and that may be the only joy you, I have in life and, and here's where as we, disagree. we all go down here's, together. Here's where
0: we disagree. I don't believe that that's the case because the 1% need the 2%. And the 2% need the 5%. I don't know, man.
1: They're really turning on each other and trying to grab each other's stuff.
0: Yeah, they've always been doing yeah, that. Yeah, uh, the, the, you know, the 10% is the 10%. It's going to take a while. The 10% is the 10% because they're not yet the 9%. The 9%, that, that they're that all looking up. Yeah. Nobody is stopping. I know. I and know. again, I, if, I, I've said this to Karen many times. If I had a room full of affluent people, I would simply force them. I'd lock the doors, and I'd have them grapple with the question, why isn't what you have enough? Because at the end of the day, that's what motivates – and there's why – and there it brings us back to work. Why can't we have a world where work is not what it is now? It's because we have been told that we do not have enough, and they do not – they have been living as if they don't have enough.
1: Even though they cl- –
0: honestly, matter.
1: if you have food and housing, these are people that have enough money to – for twelve generations of their children yeah. to never well, have to work and live a good life, and, and live at a good, least. and
0: live and live a very very, very comfortable, comfortable life. life. So all right, so let's let's go back to the food, and we were talking about this earlier before the show too. You know, um, what else do we need in life? Well, we need socialness. Well, mm-hmm. we can have that mm-hmm. work. To, all right. But I have heard people say, like, well, what would you do if you didn't work? Mm-hmm. Like 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 the assumption would be that i would just sit around and eat food and die like i would just become <laughs> i would be i would be melded and grafted into my couch watching uh-huh. tv uh-huh. no i would accomplish so many more things if i did not have to go to a job every day
1: <laughs> that's a good
0: point i would and be and not and not just selfish things i'm talking about i I would be helping more people. Yeah. I would be doing a lot more things that were creative. I'd have fun. You I'd mean, smile more. mean there's meaning more. outside there's, of work. There's actually more meaning outside of work. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I argue we've, we've had these sort of debates. Yeah. I think there's a lot more. Work is necessary evil.
1: Currently. And
0: we spend a lot of yeah. time conducting a necessary evil yeah. instead of all the other things. And what's worse is, Karen, what happens when you come home from work?
1: I'm exhausted. Right.
0: So, what are you going to do when you're exhausted?
1: Eat yeah. and watch TV. Wait,
0: and then and then dread the <laughs> fact that it does and it's not saying like our jobs are miserable. No, no. We don't hate our jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's just
1: It takes up a lot of time.
0: It takes up a lot of time. And Most
1: I want to so uh, yes, pleasure, <laughs> leisure, pleasure. Why not? Don't we deserve <clears> it? Yeah. But I also want to point out that for people who are struggling to stay alive, th- the ability to comfortably have leisure time yeah. is parenting time, it's family time. It actually relieves the the <coughs> the ability to relieve stress is actually mm. life-saving. It is.
0: It is. It is. And one of the things that we had talked about earlier with uh, before the show about what 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 is a world like without work? We talked about like healthcare. care. Mm-hmm. And oh and and you know, there are diseases. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of diseases we have are diseases we've always had. Okay. I mean, uh, not all... Oh, inov- not okay. all. So, so not all diseases are new. In other words, like... Because yeah. one of the things that I argue is, is a problem is that we're addicted to the idea of innovation. Mm-hmm. We fix what's not broken all the time. Yeah. Like, everything was okay enough until somebody decided... Well, if I do this, now I set up a metric where I'm now better than you by because I produced yeah. a faster car yeah. or a blah blah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> you you often say we the humans are the only species who fix what's yeah, not broken. We we
0: only fix what's not but broken. But this
1: is you're bringing up diseases for a specific yeah. reason and that is because one of my devil's advocate arguments is if we stop if we if we're post-work and people don't have to work who's going to cure cancer? Like we need technology and innovation in order to cure cancer.
0: Well, I, and I would say, okay, we're not we're lot likely curing not, cancer. But okay. I mean maybe cancer. some. But but here's the thing. We spent where do you know this? Where do most where does most research on cure? We spend a lot of on we spend a lot less on prevention yeah. and proactive yeah. work than we do on treatment and sparkling
1: discoveries. Tr- yeah. So that, that that come to market. Where pe- And there are people yep. who are left out of those sparkling yep. discoveries because they can 't buy into the market yep.
0: and and if we were looking at if we were focusing on on healthy lives and prevention and preventive things, then we wouldn 't have a lot of those diseases, number one, mm-hmm. and number two we 'd be more resilient to deal with them number three. If we eliminated a lot of the toxic, carcinogenic things that industrial capitalism has produced in the environment, we would have less of those things too. I mean, so it's like it's a it's a sort of six of one, half dozen of the other. Yes, we might not have more innovative drugs or whatever, but we might also not need them.
1: Right, and also, what if we what if we had a healthcare system that made our accumulated discoveries available? as treatment for oh, everyone
0: beca- and, and how right? would that so be there are are we, people when we remove who,
1: in health disparity there are people who are not benefiting from the knowledge we already have Yeah. so how far could we push the needle yeah. um, on people's health if we just employed what we already know mm-hmm. so we have been really far ranging in in our discussion of um, the case against work and I want to um,
0: and this is very n- we've been very nice and polite about it
1: you think so <laughs> we like each other. Oh,
0: I'm not saying to each other. Oh. I'm just saying in the world in general. Yeah.
1: Um I I just I I have said this on another episode, but I want to I want to bring it back to this one because we d- I want to leave imagining post-work and the leisure time. Mm-hmm. Like what <laughs> would you do if you didn't have to get This is a rhetorical question for the listeners. Yeah. What would you do if you did not have to go into work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um and Uh, Michael Moore did a film a couple of years ago, Where to Invade Next, uh, where he went, the 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 conceit was he, he went to other countries to find out what they're doing differently than the United States, so that we can invade those countries and get those benefits, right? Yeah.
0: Take what they. So take they those went. Good I think it was
1: Italy where they talked about how much how much vacation time yeah. people get, and they mm-hmm. talked to a couple, and he was like, "What do you do with all that <laughs> vacation time? Like, what could you possibly do with yeah. five or six weeks vacation?" And they were they like they were like, "We have sex."
0: Yeah. They right enjoy. They just, and, and you know, to go back to the vacation, vacation's a really good example. So, the system has set us up so that when you're on vacation, half of your vacation time is spent worrying about what you just left at work. Oh my God. And what's, and what's accumulating. Up, and what's accumulating. accumulating. Right. And that is because we, peop- our vacations are not treated as things to actually help us recuperate rejuvenate or anything like that it's a it's a benefit well you work here so you get five days off work here you get a two-week vacation whatever yeah it's it's not a it's not an ameliorative thing it's not a helpful Mm -hmm. thing it's just well you get some time off which is which uh, you know it's a little it's we get crumbs Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for vacation Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i was trying to wrap up the show but no
0: we've got some time (laughs) so let's be less polite then no we'll be less polite about it (laughs) (laughs) One of the, the reasons that postwork is such a hard concept is that we have this idea of competition and it's not just competition, but we ascribe value and we use these terms like equal, fair, et cetera. So oh, yeah. yeah. So if I if I help you, I don't know, put scotch tape on your notebook to tape a, a piece of paper to it, mm-hmm. and you help me fix my broken leg, most people would think that you've done a lot more work than I have, and it's unfair mm-hmm. to call it equal. But if we think it's equal, it's equal. Yeah. Th- the, the arbitrary metrics that we use are a problem. Yeah. So part of it is like, well, what, who would want to go and clean? Who would want to go and do blah, blah, blah? When it's, not, it's not purely disorganized. I mean, anarchists are organized. All of these things are organized. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just means we're doing it for the good of our community, and our, we're working because we are part of the system it is benefiting, yeah. right? We're, we're in there. We're not working so that we can give somebody who is removed from this thing profit.
1: Yeah, so this is actually, this reminds me that um, I read some of the discussion. There's a Guardian article out last week or the week before basically talking about post-work. And one of the things they talk about is that at different times, conservatives... Um, And they were looking at the U.S. and U.K., and I don't remember which country it was. Conservatives have proposed that the way to reduce work is to make sure everybody does an equal amount of work in a given week, right? So if everybody, you know, puts in eight hours a week, then then we can do like a universal basic income or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I have a real problem with Mm. that because I know immediately, immediately rich people are going to get their kids out of that eight hours work. Like (laughs) people are going to exempt themselves. They're going to come up with reasons why. But it also has real implications for for people who aren't able to work, right? Um, And (coughs) so it touches on what you're talking about metrics. And it touches on this arbitrary idea of – of, of measurement value. and value mm-hmm. and then you got to build a whole machinery around yeah. wh- how you determine somebody's yeah. value you actually you have to have police to enforce that people go to work like i can imagine a whole nightmare scenario that doesn't look that different yeah. from what yeah. we have now you
0: create an economics that's rooted an only economics. in that value yeah and and enforce- and there's no opt-out on this yeah so what i'm saying is people 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 look the reality is, work will have to get done. Nobody's yeah. going to not know this in a yeah. post-work and world. And they're
1: going to know what work and, needs to and be done. Look,
0: in the Dispossessed by Ursula Le Guin, may the universe mm. preserve her soul for Forever. eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- you know, the workers have they have to work, but they're rotating, mm-hmm. and they're not. It's a different way of working, yeah. and so nobody's exempt from doing work. It's mm-hmm. just that people aren't necessarily, although you know, some grumble, but they're not necessarily. Um, Forced to suffer, yeah. there and th- you know what I mean. There's yeah. a there's there's a humanity behind it. Yeah. Whereas uh, I think in our post work world we could actually have people are going to do things. But yeah. imagine, for example, that I had to, uh, that basically most of us have to work. Let's say twenty hours a week, whatever, mm-hmm. or something that would some functional number mm-hmm. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a hard number. Well. I could be doing that at any time, and maybe I could be doing it for things that I actually like, mm-hmm. or you know. And the thing is, there are people who like all kinds of things. Yeah, that's I mean, true. people always use the example like, who would pick up the garbage?
1: I would pick What's up wrong the garbage. With up garbage. I, I would pick up the garbage, as, like if I have, um, home and food, and oh, I would do a lot of things. Yeah, that's the, I, I. I know. Do so think my my question is, done.
0: I I have faith that if we had a post work world. We would figure out a way to do mm-hmm. things. I have less faith, faith that if we keep doing things the way we're doing, we're going to suddenly, miraculously find a way of, uh, to make capitalism work.
1: Yeah, to make, to, to, to make sure that people have what they need.
0: Yeah, capitalism's not going to work. It is always yeah. it, it, it is dying all the time, except that it runs the machinery and it makes the rules. And until <sighs> we lose those, until we can get rid of that stratum mm. that is playing poker, with us as the chips, until yeah. that stratum is out of the picture, mm-hmm. we can't actually conceptualize that future. Mm-hmm. So we're trapped yeah. in our imaginations because we've been conditioned to mm-hmm. not know anything else. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to give an example of sort of the metrics of life um, based on what he said. It reminded me that when we downsized a year ago, you and I, yep. um, we had we, we had a lot of stuff to get rid of. And yeah. my initial <laughs> response was. Some people
0: listening are going to know this.
1: Let's put it on Craigslist.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and failing that, I was like, you know, yeah. why why wouldn't we put it on Craigslist? And your response, do you, yeah. you share uh, your you're response. You're
0: actually, you're changing the story slightly, I, I think.
1: I'm blushing. Well,
0: yeah. Well, look, you would like, let's put it on Craigslist. I was like, no, let's just give it to somebody who needs it. Yeah. And, and I don't see the point of putting it on Craigslist. Yeah. I've already paid for it. Yeah. If if I bought a table and I've used the table and I'm done with the table and I say to somebody, "Hey, do you want this table?" why is it that everybody's first response which is literally true. Oh,
1: yeah, so we, was we how offered How much? Wait,
0: I I we had a beautiful dining room table. Yeah. And I had a friend come and look at it and I offered it to them. Yeah. And her and her husband came and looked at it and they were looking at it and I could see they were like I'm like, they "Why really are they liked Why it. are they haggling? Why do they, are they look like they're it. unsure?" They loved it. And I they, she said very not- meekly, how much do you want for it? I'm giving, I want you We'd to take it out of here. Yeah, and uh, same thing and with it, our television. And we <laughs> had to
1: re- so we had a number <laughs> of friends that we wanted to give things to who also responded that way, and it would take like two or three repeatings of the sentence <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't want anything yeah. for it. I like now we're not. This is not honestly. This and I'm learning this from you, right? So this is not just like altruism. It's not it's not like we're super generous people. Yeah. It's was easier. It, it was also just easy we just wanted it out of the house so we didn't have to move it into a tiny yeah. place that we were moving <laughs> into. Like I mean but I we mean I'm not
0: But already, we were we and wasn't just that we offered it to I mean we offered it to people who needed stuff. I mean yeah, that, we to also me the important did. thing yeah. was like my my friends needed right. a table. They just bought a house. I thought right. this is fine. This gives this gives this thing that we invested in a home. Yeah. I, okay. I, that's all. I didn't if if someone said, "Oh, I'm just going to take this and sell this," I would have been I a guess. little bit
1: nah. Yeah, I mean, you would have been disappointed, but you, you I wouldn't sp- have cared, but s- I would have right. felt a
0: little less like the spirit of giving was not there. Yeah. The gift, yeah. the idea of gift, and it's still tough. And I can say this from my upbringing, like when someone said when my neighbors in the projects came over and said to my mom, "Do you want this toaster?" My mom didn't think they were charging for it, and they didn't think they were charging mm-hmm. for it. You if I'm offering, you're getting it. Mhm. We didn't sell things to. We didn't sell toasters to each other. Like now, you've got. I mean, you've got Craigslist where people will sell, and it's stupid. I have a. I have ten thousand pounds of wood. You know, logs. I'm going to sell them for a dollar. Just give them this. What are you (laughs) gaining from this?
1: (laughs) It is a human response, but for me, I mean, obviously, I look like the capitalist in this story. But it is a really. It there are. It would never have occurred to me to just give it away. And that's a little shameful on my part, but it's we nice. are monetized and metriced in our lives in this system, and there are other ways of being. Well,
0: it goes back to being the economic traditionalist. Yeah. I work because I have to to get what I need. Yeah. That means that like th- beyond what I need is not necessary. Yeah. I mean, granted I may want a lot room of things. Table I anymore. didn't need the dining room table. Yeah. If we were moving to a place where we could have used it, we might have wanted it. Yeah. we did take furniture home to yeah, our new place yeah but I, the but the idea of have i the, the the capitalism part was to say, I need to recoup some value. of the quote unquote losses well, mm-hmm. in my mind, if you buy something, that's it. you've already st- all of the value is done. yeah, I buy a book for twenty dollars. I bought the book for twenty dollars getting getting it back is crazy yeah. to me,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. <laughs> I like that as an example that we we can think differently. If I can learn that lesson, <laughs> we can learn every lesson we need to know post-work.
0: And I'm just terrible. I can't really learn anything at this point. Plus, I'm past the halfway point in life, so I don't feel like I need to learn anything on that. I'm okay with this. All right. <laughs> I'll give things away. That that goes to all of you out there. And, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything right. to give away anymore. No, so. <laughs> we're done. All right, we're done. Shall we wrap up? Please. Yes. We'll do this again probably because okay. I feel like we missed a lot of points. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <It's> no, also... <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> All right. It would be great. So anyway, I'm Alfred. Thanks for listening.
1: Yep. Thanks. I'm Karen. We'll see you next time.
0: All right. You've been listening punch you to now. Punching Out. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter